We've been on... Well, how many got a chance to be a part of the, the return yesterday? How many, how many pulled that up? Okay, some of you. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I caught it off and on. Um, if, if you didn't catch any of it, what I would encourage you to do, and I'm almost positive it should be still online, uh, is to go back to it. Jonathan Kahn... Uh, had a message that I believe was a message from God for right where we're living today. It would almost be, if I could carefully say this, in their day, the prophets would come and give a word and, and, and direct the people. And I felt his word, of course, he's not, you know, he's not the Bible, but we still have prophets that we look to. I felt his word was very prophetic. So if I were you, I would just try to go onto YouTube and try to find that and listen to it. I believe it will, it will actually ignite something inside of you uh, to, to see exactly where, where God's thoughts are and where we're headed and what's going to happen. Uh, I still happen to be foolish enough to believe that we're on the winning team. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, Jesus said we were going to be the head and not the tail. He said we were going to be more than conquerors. He, he, he said the church was not going to be prevailed against, and you're the church. I'm the church. Right? We're people. And so we can expect and anticipate that. But God's having, 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 having to revive his people again to believe that. You know, with the pressure and with the current events and with the things that have been happening, it's really easy to get depressed with the rest of the world. And yet God says, no, 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 no. Now is not the time for his church to get depressed. It's time for the church to get impressed with him and what he can and will do. And then we've been going through his names and trying to maybe <clears throat> stir up our hearts about who God really is. Uh, how do I get closer to him? And I, I believe that it's through understanding of his names that this happens. And the more I, I take on his names and it comes to me by revelation, which we're going to talk about, <clears throat> all of a sudden something comes alive inside of me. I'm no longer just a, a dead man walking around. And God's trying to awaken his people. And I felt yesterday uh, through that day of prayer that uh, something was Something like a, like a tipping point. Something just kind of tipped over. And, and if we'll just have ears to hear, we'll step into this thing, uh, we can be a part of one of the greatest uh, moves of God that's ever happened on the planet. I've been waiting for this my entire Christian life. Come on. And I'm not going to miss it, believe me. And so, uh, and, and you don't want to miss it. Uh, <laughs> Amen? Well, it sounds like we probably should pray, right? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray so we can have ears to hear. Father, we thank you today that your word is sharper uh, than any two-edged sword. It's powerful. It's able to uh, come inside of each one of us this morning, no matter where, where we stand, how we are, uh, what we're thinking, and make a division. And it's able to separate the things that God would drive us away from you and and, and Lord, bring alive the things that uh, God would bring us closer to you. And I'm praying this morning as we just look at your word that uh, that would happen in each one of our hearts. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Amen. We all want to grow in our relationship with the Father. I've not met any believer that says, no, I, I know him well enough. <laughs> okay? I just haven't run into anybody there yet, and I, I couldn't say that yet either. And so we started out the series with talking about the way that he introduces himself as in the beginning God. And that uh, Hebrew word is Elohim, and it happens to be a plural word that's used both singularly and plural, and it represents the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the, the triunity of God. And later on when he, uh, when he talks about making man in his image, he says, let us make man in his image. Who's he referring to? He's referring to himself as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And just like I'm a father, I'm also a son, right? And I'm also a husband. So I'm three different uh, entities in one. That doesn't, you can't separate me from that, from being those things, but that's what I am. And, and, and if at all we could begin to understand God in any simplistic way, that might be one of those. So Elohim, he was the creator of all things. And then we looked at uh, the other name that he uses in the very first chapters of the Bible is Jehovah, which represents God's in relationship. In relationship, and we said that we see his name uh, revealed in uh, connection and conjunction with other aspects and characteristics of his being, like Jehovah Jireh. That's I am your provider. I'm going to be your provider, or uh, you know Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. So I'm, I'm beginning to understand now. Okay, God is a provider. What is that? What does that mean? And how do how do I how do I tap into that relationship with God? Because God will never be your cosmic genie. <clears throat> but he loves to bless his sons and daughters. And, 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 and yet we, we come to know him through Jehovah. And then we looked at Adonai, which means the master of the Lord. He wants to be uh, not only your fire insurance or your savior, but he connects it with also being your master and your Lord. Uh, and, and, and I don't think that we can cut those off and say, oh, yeah, he's my savior if I'm not going to let him be my master. He kind of connects those together and, you know, throughout the scriptures. And so what we said is if you want to receive the power, which is Elohim, the creator of all things, all powerful, you must pursue relationship, which is Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, but it's by submitting to the master Adonai. And so we submit to him and we step into that relationship. Well, I want to look at two different names today and, and just uh, show you some scenarios. I mentioned this, I believe, last week and maybe the week before, is that oftentimes we get a revelation of who God is through a challenging season in life. All of a sudden I have this overwhelming need that I can't seem to meet. I've done pretty good up to this point. <laughs> Fought my own way, made my own way, did my own thing, really feel good about it. God made me really awesome, and I can do this thing. But then we get to a place sometimes where we all of a sudden we realize that we can't do this thing. There's some things we just can't do. And in the midst of that is when he wants to come and reveal himself and a portion of who he is. I mean, it's, he's so multifaceted. Can you imagine, you know, even thinking that your mind could even comprehend God 
uh, in one setting. So no, it comes a line upon line and precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, he says. I'll bring you into the knowledge of myself. I'll bring you into a knowledge of a relationship with myself that will transform your life, and it will position you the way that I've positioned you as a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be the overcomer. And, and, and this is his heart and his desire. And in the midst of everything else that's ugly and happening around us and just happens to be around us, his greater focus and desire is you. His greatest focus and desire is just to focus on you and build this relationship with you that transforms you and connects you with the body of Christ in the way that he always meant it to be. He's not up there wringing his, biting his fingernails over what's happening around us. He's only biting his fingernails about us probably. Are they going to believe me? Are they going to trust me? Are they going to get a hold of me? Are they going to meet with me? Will they take the time to develop a relationship with me? Or will I just be fire insurance to them? This is a critical question. And I think that's probably the question of this hour. So we're going to look at two names. And we'll look at two scenarios where... In these challenging situations, these names became clear to a couple people. The first one is Jehovah Nissi. Remember, we talked about Jehovah being relational and, and bringing himself to us in everyday life. And this is Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner. And we'll look at the war of Moses between him, Joshua, and then the Amalekites, and we'll see how this name became a revelation to him through that. Now, here's what I would ask you to do, because it's important for us to understand this by his spirit. And and, and that means I have to listen through my spiritual person this morning, not my natural person. And I would ask you, and I don't know what you experienced this morning, but as soon as worship started this morning... And my heart, I just felt like it drew my heart in. And I'm just like, wow, what is, my thoughts always is, what is happening, God? What are you wanting to do? So so I have this opportunity now to step into that or to poo-poo that or get distracted by looking around or thinking about something else or my problems or whatever and totally miss this opportunity to have a, a, a personal exchange and encounter with the living God. This is how, that's how simple it kind of is, but we miss it sometimes, don't we? Come on, you can talk to me this morning. We miss it sometimes, don't we? We come into worship and we're just so busy and rushed and distracted that we totally miss the fact that our God just visited us and wanted to say something to us, and I didn't listen. And, and we've all been around people that don't listen when you talk. Come on, you know how annoying that is to... But God still promised to come if two or three will get together. <laughs> so we're in good shape. But we don't want to ignore him. So Jehovah Nissi. And then the second one we'll look at quickly is uh, Jehovah uh, Saba. Jehovah Saba, which means Lord of hosts. And, and this revelation of who God was and what God will do came through the illustration of uh, David and Goliath. And we'll look just momentarily at those two stories to try to get something out of it. And as it comes, what the Holy Spirit begins to speak to you, please just start listening to that. 
Okay, I can say a lot of words, but if the Holy Spirit starts speaking, that's who you want to hear this morning because he's ready to step in and do something in an amazing way. Now, these two names will be important because both of them took place during battles. And, and, and I think sometimes uh, as we look around what's going on around us now, and that's, again, why these names will be so important and we need to really tune in, is what's happening around us battle-wise, is not just a natural thing that's happening. And he doesn't want me to get caught up in the natural, but maybe what he would probably want me to do is this, is, okay, there's some pretty wicked, wretched stuff happening around the cities. People are destroying things and burning things and everything else. Now, I could look at that naturally and get mad at those people and call them names, or I can understand that people are driven by spirits, either the Holy Spirit or demonic spirits. And I can begin to believe that. And it's easy if you read your Bible because all through the Bible it displays that, doesn't it? It just shows that through everything natural there's something spiritual. There's, there's nothing natural and visible you will see that doesn't have a supernatural, invisible element to it. And as I re realize that, then when, when those things start happening that I can see, I all of a sudden say, God, what do I not see here today? What, am I, might, be, what might I be missing in this? And my old flesh is rising up, and I'm getting mad at everybody, and da-da-da, you know. Uh, and, 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 and I miss what the Holy Spirit's wanting to say. No, I want you to tune in here. And I think this is important for us as a church because we're the only ones that can deal with the spiritual battle. The world can't deal with it. At most, they have to yield to it. And then we see it, and that's why we see such crazy stuff happening. And so let's just take a moment and look at the, the battle uh, between uh, Joshua and the Amalekites, led by Moses, Aaron, and Hur. I'll just read, read the scriptures through, and they'll be up on the screen for you. And this one will talk about how did the revelation of Jehovah Nissi come? Okay, Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 uh, to 16. Exodus 17, 8 to 16. Uh, then the Amalekite came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose men from us and go out and fight against the, Amalek, the, the Amalek. Okay, I, I, something grabbed my attention about that uh, even just now as I was reading that is that he said, hey, go choose some people. He didn't say take everybody. It's interesting, isn't it? When he, when he called Gideon to do what he wanted Gideon to do, he narrowed down his army too, didn't he? But he put some... He put some direction on that choosing of that army. In other words, many are called, but few are chosen. And how am I gonna, you know, how's God gonna choose me if I'm not even in tune with what he wants to do? Will he choose me to step into the battle, or will I remain in my comfort zone of Christianity the rest of my life? Because there's a there's a comfort zone in Christianity. I just said, bar none. I mean, I'm happier than I've ever been when I first got saved. My worst day as a Christian was so much better than my best day as a non-Christian, <laughs> is all I can say. So it can be better, but the goal isn't just to be better, is it, for me? 
The goal is God's got a plan, and it's an awesome plan, and it's going to be a successful plan. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, uh, Moses, Aaron, and her, now they weren't just disrespectfully calling Aaron's wife her, okay? That's the guy's name, her, H-U-R. So Aaron and her. Okay, they were with them. Just, just get that right. I just want you to think they were disrespectfully calling somebody a name. <clears throat> Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And so it came when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. Now, when you have read this story in the past, or maybe now as we read it, those are the type of things that should pop out at us. Wow, wait a minute. The hands were up, and Israel, people of God, were prevailing. His hands dropped, and then Amalek was prevailing. Just things to pull out. Verse 12, but Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone. So they took a sp- then they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, on, on, on one, one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sun set. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua. There's another highlighted thing there. Wait a minute, you said highlight this? Write it in the book, put it in the Bible? I should catch my attention. This is a story I need to know about. We are always in a battle, aren't we? We're in a spiritual battle continually. And if we don't recognize that, the battle will continually overtake us instead of us learning how to overtake it. Because even though we're in a battle, what we're going to learn is the Lord is my banner. He's the cover me. He's the, he's the, he's the, he's the uh, verse 14, then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial and recite it to Joshua, and I will utterly blot out the memory of Amalek from under heaven. Moses built an altar and named it, and this is where the name comes in, the Lord is my banner. And he said, the Lord has sworn and the Lord will have war against Amalek from generation to generation. So this kind of a warfare is going to continue on, but Moses found the key to this kind of warfare. And it was the banner of God. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. So let's look at just a few things that might come to us as revelation as we read this. Verse 11 Go back to verse 11. I think it's up there. It says, Moses held up his hand uh, that Israel prevailed, and when he let his hands down, Amalek prevailed. Now, my, uh, my mind just took off on this one here, so just let me entertain myself for a moment, okay, if it doesn't entertain you. But here's what I got to thinking about, this whole thing about the hands being lifted up. I've talked to so many people, okay, Christians that have a hard time worshiping God like this. They love it like this, okay? There's nothing wrong with that, I mean, really. But they have a hard challenge with this. And as I was thinking, I thought, well, God, what, what, do you, what, do you, what would you be saying here? You intentionally had Aaron and her lift up 
you know, his arms, there was something there with the banner, which was the rod in that day. And, and so I just looked up some scriptures. Listen to these scriptures, maybe, and, and, and let, let's receive them. Nehemiah 8 and verse 6, Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen. So Amen's biblical. All the people answered, Amen, Amen, what? While lifting up their hands. While lifting up their hands. Psalms 8, 28, 2. Hear the voice of my supplication when I cry to you for help when I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary. God, I'm crying out to you today. And, and we know this is the universal sign for surrender, isn't it? Lord, I'm calling out to you today, crying out to you. Psalms 134 and verse 2. Lift up your hands. Where at? It's up on the screen. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an open book test this morning. <laughs> All right, let's read it. Lift up your hands to the... And do what? And bless the Lord. Let's bless the Lord by lifting up my hands. I can bless the Lord. He somehow likes that. He just loves that. But yet we have sometimes a struggle with that. And, and I think, uh, to be honest with you, some of you are going to find a breakthrough when you begin to just do it. Uh, Lamentations 3.41, we lift up our heart and our hands toward God in heaven. Uh, and this is throughout the scripture. I only grabbed a few of these. This one I thought was really powerful. Micah 5.9, your hand will be lifted up against your adversaries and all of your enemies will be cut off. Wow, wow. What if I'm in the middle of the battle and the worst thing you do when you're in a fight, I've been in a few fights when I was younger, the worst thing you would do is this. Matter of fact, I remember a friend of mine, he was getting in a fight with a guy, and uh, for whatever odd reason, he went to take off his sweatshirt, and when his sweatshirt got about right here, the guy standing in front of him, I was watching him, just laid it into his stomach, and I thought, yeah, that was a dumb move. (laughs) You know, you don't do this in a battle, but God's saying, hey, I want you to do this in a battle. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to find a breakthrough in this, because you're surrendering to me now. You're not saying you can do it yourself. You're surrendering to me. And maybe just another lesson that I learned out of this is in verse 12. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. And you know what he's trying to teach us in that? Don't go to battle alone. You know, even these small groups, man, you get connected with people and you, you build relationship with people and you never know when they're going to be praying for you. You know, I pray for people that I know. You know that? I pray for people that I have relationships. I pray for all of you, but I, I pray for people that I know. And, and so do you. It's great to pray for the world, but let's, let's build relationship because you don't want to be in the battle alone. God designed us to not be alone. Even he said where two or three are gathered. And he talks about the strength. You know, Solomon says, hey, two's better than one. I just want to tell you. Why? Because when you get kicked down, somebody's there to get you back up. And so it's important for us to establish relationships in the body and not to be the lone ranger. Amen. And, and, and again, some of these small groups will give opportunity for you to build relationships and uh, I would like to start a couple more small groups. So if you are interested 
and starting one for six or seven weeks, just come and let me know and we'll, we'll work it out and, and communicate it out and let's build some time together where we can get into the Word and we can uh, get into fellowship and communion with one another and uh, see what the Lord will do with that. So we see here in this situation, you, you pull out as you read this, you start pulling out these revelations uh, out of the scriptures that maybe you didn't have before. And it's important for each one of us to do that as I read the scriptures. What is it saying to me? What am I getting out of it? And again, if, if you would say, well, it's just too hard to read the word. It's just too boring for me. Then that's a problem. It's not a God problem. I thought he wrote it very creatively. I think there's some amazing stories in there. I think it's absolutely amazing what he did in, in Scripture and wrote down for us to find out about why. So that we could do those things and greater ourselves, Right? Well, I'm just quoting Jesus here. These things and greater I will do. And, and if, if, if your master and your leader has told you that, shouldn't we be pressing him for that? We should. We really should. We should be really pressing into him and getting to know these names and finding it out and realizing that, uh, that, that God is amazing. He's totally amazing. And, and, and then I think just the, uh, the, the thing that represents the banner here was the rod. When they lifted up the rod. And I thought it, I, I thought it interesting that, uh, you know, Moses was saying in this action to Joshua, the next generation. He's saying, remember the rod. Remember the rod. What was he saying? Didn't it part the sea? Didn't it get water out of a rock? He's saying, hey, remember the rod. It's the almighty God. It's his banner over you. It's his protection and his provision. For your life. And I'm thinking, God, he's, and this is, I'm sure, what Moses is shouting out to Joshua as he's down there in the battle. He's, remember the rod, Joshua. God will give you favor. And as that rod was in the air, boom, he was winning. And I, I just have to think that as the battle changed on him partway through, that Joshua looked up on the hill again and saw that the rod was not up. And you know what this represents, really? It represents the spiritual side of our life. Everything that happens natural has some sort of a spiritual connection. Yeah. And, and if there's a natural problem, there's always a spiritual solution. Yeah. And I can never forget that I need to connect with God always. Because if I can stay connected with his banner, he's going to take care of the battles. Come on, we begin to win these battles and stop losing them or stop just being pushed back. But we begin to win the battle that God has for us. Now think about maybe just some of the things in your own personal life that you just need to overcome still. Starts with his banner over me. His banner. It starts with me putting him first and allowing him to come into my situation. And, and, and Moses was, you know, Moses was no wimp. He could have been right down there battling with him and probably would have enjoyed it. Remember, he's the guy that killed one of the guys wrongly once. <laughs> he wasn't afraid to do this thing. 
But he learned by then how important prayer was. And so he's up on the hill. He's holding the fort. He's praying. He's believing together for the victory. And they do it together. Remember the rod. I want to just stop there this morning. I'll go through the other name next week. But I, I feel that this morning, if there, there's a, there really is a special anointing here for, uh, for that banner that he has over us. And if there was ever a day that we needed it, it's right now that we need the banner over us. And, and we used to sing that song, his banner over me is love. And that's exactly what it is. And some of us need to even maybe step into the experience of what his love is like. It draws you in. It pulls you in. And he cares about you. And he cares about each one of us. We were definitely, we were definitely in a day of, 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 of battle and warfare. I think we'll all agree with that. Uh, our nation is going through a lot right now. And it would have been very much like Israel and the Amalekites. The Amalekites were coming to destroy Israel because Israel had the power. They didn't. But they caught Israel at the wrong time. They were going to believe God for this thing. And the victory was theirs. And I don't know where you're at today, but I'd like to just hope that your relationship with him is growing and is very real. And so this morning as we uh, wrap up uh, the, 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 the message or what God has to say, again, I just don't think I, I should go on uh, with this other name at the moment. We'll, we'll do this next week. But I wonder if maybe this morning the Holy Spirit is saying something to you that you should be responding to. And maybe it started in worship. I, I, I know it did for me. I know he just began to get a hold of my heart in worship. And I thought, oh, if we could just stay there forever. If we could just get that message forever. So where's the worship team? If I get the worship team to come up here, I'd like us to, uh, if you can pull up the songs. Uh, we'll just take a couple minutes here. I know there's a worship team somewhere. <laughs> They're back there with their hands up. <laughs> the rod, holding up the rod, I'm sure. But if we could, uh, if we could uh, take a moment, and uh, I'd like to go back into that second song that uh, that we were singing there. Uh, there were there were both, all the songs were awesome. But if we could just jump into that, and if you could just take a moment with me, just give a couple moments here to. Uh, Allowing the Holy Spirit, if he's speaking to you, to really push it in, to really drive it home so you don't walk away from here and say, ah, ah, something got kind of, because see, that's, when you get revelation, you hear God, it just is a simple thing. It just kind of gives you just a little prompting thing, and all of a sudden you feel, for me, okay, I'll just say, for me, you know, I just feel a little bit of excitement. I think, yeah, that's true, or oh, amen, or something like that. It's just that prompting where he's wanting to open up my understanding even further so that when I come to the point of need for that, might not be right now, I'll have the revelation, and he'll remind me and say, remember this revelation of me. And then I will call on what? The name of the Lord, who's a high tower. 
He's over everything. He's not slack concerning his promises. So let's just uh, do that. Can we do that? Where's, is uh, Lauren here? <clears throat> I think she led it. She didn't have to, but if you can lead it, that'd be great. You think I have faith? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're facing a mountain. Maybe there's just an area you haven't been able to quite get a hold of. You know, we're going to see next week about David and Goliath and what went on there and so forth. But uh, today, uh, maybe you're at that place where you know there's a mountain in front of you. And I, I want us to just uh, just begin to, number one, depend on each other more as a body, as a family, but also to really get a revelation of these names so that we can press forward and, and let the church be the victorious church that God wants it to be in our day. And that's his desire. He's never meant, we, he knew we would face battles, but he made a provision for every kind. And we're going to see that as we continue to go through these names. There's nothing too difficult for your God. So let's just do this here. If you're by somebody, would you just put your hand on them right now? I want you to pray for them. Just put your hand on them. If you're at home, you can do the same thing if you're with somebody. And uh, we're just going to, I want you to just pray for that person. Uh, just pray uh, for them right now. And then uh, let's just believe God. You, you, Jesus, today we're coming to you. We're agreeing with one another. We believe there's great revelation to come to your body about the day that we are living in. We're here today, and you want to touch each person. And Lord, as, uh, as we pray for one another, I believe that just miracles are going to begin to break out and break open. I believe that, God, you have a way, and you've made a way. And even as you brought Moses and Aaron and her together to see the victory, even through prayer this morning, God, we will see the victory. Uh, and, and we thank Thank you, God, today that we can pray for one another and, and believe together and see great things happen, God, in our lives. And uh, Father, I thank you for that. For whatever mountain that someone might be facing today, let them recognize the Lord, their banner, is well able to see them through it. Thank you for your anointing this morning, God. Thank you for your presence this morning, God. We love you, we honor you, we glorify you, and we magnify you. In the blessed name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. I, I just want to encourage you uh, uh, to, to really maybe read through that story again this week. You can go ahead and pull the lights up a little bit. Go ahead and read through that story this week and let the Holy Spirit say some more to you. There's so much more there that I didn't have time to go into. And let's just believe that uh, uh, there's a victory in front of you. Amen? All right. Well, God bless you. Uh, if